A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. told you there's a group of people who plan these big events that happen that affect us all. I'm saying the pandemic, terrorist attacks, and other crises that affect us. Well, consider this. Event 201 was a global pandemic exercise that happened just months before the uh, the big pandemic we're experiencing now happened. And who organized this, you ask? Of course it was the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And what is the World Economic Forum talking about now? A cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics spread faster and further than any biological virus. Yes, a cyber attack. Thank you, World Economic Forum. We love the work you're doing. These people are unelected. We don't elect these people. It's a deep swamp, folks. We need to stop being distracted by all these racial gender divisions. It's a waste of time. All right, well, hello there, fam. And... Welcome to another rendition of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. As always, I'm your host, Joe. By now, I think you know what we do here. We take consideration to some of the crazy things that are going on in this crazy world, and we see how they all synergize and branch out and connect to one another, even when we think they're just sort of isolated and uh, individual, their own little situations. When we take a step back and we try to see the bigger picture going on, we start to connect those little stories together and we start to see the full picture. We start to see the constellation. We start to see the giant tree, not just the branches and the twigs and the leaves that are sticking out, but we actually see the whole tree, not just the little stars and dots in the sky, but we actually see the full constellation, the full picture that they create. So this week was a crazy week. I mean, (laughs) we really had a crazy week this week. I mean, when thinking of what topic I wanted to do for this podcast, I was about to do uh, They're they're Targeting Your Children Part 2 because of all the crazy indoctrination of children news that was coming out, like the Facebook meta, big head, muckety-muck, big title guy over at Facebook and meta getting caught uh, in a sting operation texting what he thought to be 13-year-old boys to meet in a hotel, Um, the news story about the middle school girls' school going to a camp and having male camp counselors sleeping in the bunks with them showering in the same showers as them, but being able to do it just because they identify, it is nuts. 
honestly, I could do literally every single show about how they're indoctrinating your children. This show, Connect the Dots, could just be called Indoctrinating Your Children Podcast. How they're brainwashing your kids and how they're freaking your kids out and morphing them into little psychos of this New World Order mental illness cult. But we have to move on to different things because there's just so much stuff happening. But to sort of put the exclamation point on last week's show, I'm going to play you the two clips back-to-back of the top guy over there at Meta getting caught in a pedophile sting operation. And then right after it, I'm going to play you the news package, news story of those middle school girls that were on a camp trip and were bunking with the men that were identifying as women, calling themselves camp counselors. So let's just put an exclamation point on the children indoctrination topic so we can move on to uh, even more pressing matters, if you can believe that. So you're telling this 13-year-old boy that he makes you horny, correct? Could be perceived as such, yes. Oh, quit the bullshit, bro. I'm sick of your bullshit. I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. What does that mean? It means I was flirting, I was talking to him. Throughout all of this, I'll let you know there was never any intention of ever meeting up with him. Okay. Bro. But you did set two meets with him. That I never intended to go to or but you set show it up, up to. Correct. And I, I gave information, location, and all that stuff. Yes. I mean, how did I find like, you? It's not like I just pulled this out of my ass. It's true. You gave, the, I, you gave the hotel in the hotel room. Right. So you set the meets. So you're okay with talking sexual online as long as you don't meet the children? This is the one time I've done this. The only time. Okay, so you are okay to talk sexual to 13-year-old Corey because you knew in your head that you would not meet up with him. That, that was my rationale. Okay. He asked you what you do. I am the head of a global community development for Meta. That's a pretty good job, right? Yes, ma'am. Huge. Right? You make good money, right? Um, what, what was the title again? I mean, what is your official title? Manager of Community Development. And you said, make out with you, touch you, suck you. Is that what you said? I did. said that to a 13-year-old boy? I did. I said my cousin or Uber. He said Uber would be expensive. He said my cousin's rich. He doesn't care. He owes me, he said, ha ha, that would be crazy. And you're talking to this other boy, can I see a pic of him? Why'd you want to see a pic of him? Just want to see what it looks like, part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Hoping, All of this stuff. We're hoping that this 13 year old somehow got a ride here and somehow got up here. And you weren't gonna push it. You weren't gonna be like, yeah, I'll come get you, come that, you weren't doing that. Maybe because you're scared to get caught or something. But you were praying, hoping that this boy would show up knocking on your door. That's why you gave him the address. You gave him the room number. Well, let me say, you're a very evil man, okay? You might not remember it, which is bull because I know you're lying, but you hurt somebody, probably more than one person. This isn't your first time. This isn't my first time catching pieces of like you. By your verbiage, little boy, it's illegal, little boy. This ain't your first time. Bruh.
children came home from camp, they were asking a lot of questions about gender and pronouns. The parents then reached out to the camp director, who told them that counselors, biological males who identify as they, them, are permitted to spend the night in cabins with the young girls. In the parking lot of Weaver Elementary School in Los Alamitos, a group of parents. No parent should feel the way I feel after knowing what could have happened to my daughter. Upset by the sleeping arrangements at a school organized science camp. I contacted the school and I asked them if they were able to confirm that there was not a man actually sleeping in the same cabin as the girls. Uh, they were not able to confirm that. The parents say their fifth grade girls told them some of the biologically male counselors at Camp Palo in San Bernardino identified as they them and spent three nights sleeping in cabins with the young girls. They're asleep, they use the shower, they go to the restroom. Camp Pally confirms per California state law, we place staff in cabins they identify with. Parents say they're not accusing anyone of a crime, but they are angry the school district did not let parents know about the policy. A spokesperson told us the district takes all complaints and concerns seriously and is currently investigating. These parents say they just want others to be informed of the policy so they can make decisions for their own families. It's awful that children had to even experience this in fifth grade camp. If I was aware of it and I had initialed something saying that this was going to be done at this outdoor science camp, I would have kept my child home. Yeah, so those parents insist that they should have been informed about this policy before they sent their kids off to camp. And now they want the school district to step up. They want them to inform the parents of the hundreds of other kids who were also on that trip. It just never stops. You know, it just never stops. It just keeps going. And it's all by design. It's all by design to invert your way of life flip on its head your idea of quality of life and what it means to have a fruitful and fulfilling life filled with values and integrity and basically just logic and sanity. They just want to devoid you of sanity. They want to just murder logic is really the purpose here in order to just make you submit. Make you just be like, you know what, I, there's so much stuff flying at me between the COVID uh, restrictions and authoritarianism, between the authoritarian uh, woke agenda and controlling your speech and controlling what the, the opinions that you should have. It, they just want to make you submit and give up and not want to fight. And their biggest card that they want to play here and... What I really want to make this episode about, one of the things that I think is one of the most urgent things that everybody should be aware of and everybody should have their eye out for, is, as Klaus Schwab says, the cyber attack. And maybe you're going, oh, Joe, I thought you were going to say oh, the, the war with Russia and the situation in Ukraine and oh man, Putin's a really scary guy, so we got to do something about that, right? Well, I'm thinking long-term, and all of this Russia stuff is now the perfect pretext for them to 
push the button and pull the trigger on some of these initiatives that they've been sitting on for a while. And one of these big initiatives, one of the biggest ones that they're just they're just dying to do it, they're just dying to execute it, is the aforementioned cyber attack. I play it in the beginning of every show open. Klaus Schwab talking, you pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of the cyber attack. And on this episode, we are going to discuss and listen to how they tell you about these things. It's always out of their mouths. I never just, you know, shoot at the hip here. I do my research. I do my homework. I listen to what they say. And I want you to do the same. So right now, together, we're going to listen to the full quote. I, pay, I play you that quote sometimes of Schwab saying it, but now I want you to hear the entire quote and the way he describes it and how catastrophic it will be and how what we experienced with COVID will seem like nothing in comparison. Here he is, Dr. Evil himself, the... James Bond villain of fictional novels literally manifested in real life, mastermind, evil villain, diabolical, stereotypical, evildoer, Klaus Schwab telling you his plan. But still, pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison. So he just says so much in that one statement. But what I want to focus on is how he says, quote, the COVID-19 crisis will seem like a small disturbance in comparison to the prospect of a potential cyber attack. Think about that for a second. Think about how this COVID-19 agenda crisis has completely dominated all of our lives, has completely uprooted everything we knew about normal life, everything we thought was normal life. He says will seem like a small disturbance. Tell that to the people that lost their jobs, Klaus Schwab. Tell that to the people that committed suicide, Klaus Schwab. Tell that to the people that has, have lost family members because of medical malpractice, Klaus Schwab. Tell that to all the people that overdosed on drugs, Klaus Schwab. A small disturbance. No, you can't tell them that because they're dead because of what you call a small disturbance. And that's the reality of this. That's just how insignificant and meaningless he thinks all of your lives are. He thinks all of our lives are. Just playing games with it, playing pandemic, playing cyber attack, playing mass vaccination intimidation. It's all a game for these people to see how we react. But he is right in the fact that we should pay attention to the prospect of a cyber attack. Think about what that would cause in this world that we live in. A complete grid shutdown, no electricity, no internet, no way to communicate with people from afar. And that's just sort of 
the lowest forms of consequences that we can suffer through a cyber attack? What if they make a cyber attack so strong and hack away the financial data? Everything goes down to zero. That's one of the things that they've been talking about is creating some sort of way to have a global currency based on a social credit score. If they destroy the, the, entire, the entire financial and stock market databases and all the banking databases, which is possible, it's all digital, okay, then that's the perfect way for them to enact their social credit score tied to their COVID vaccine passport. It's all, are we connecting these dots here? I hope we are. Because this is the evil dystopian constellation, full big picture that is being created by all these individual dots and points of information. And they always beta test it. They always sort of rough draft it. Like the clip I played you in the beginning of this episode of that TikToker basically talking to you about how Agenda 21 was a conference that they had over with the WEF and uh, the good old Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for Population Control. They quote-unquote wargamed. That's what they, that's the terminology they use. They wargamed the prospect of if a pandemic were to occur, quote, this is how we will handle it. And the way they've been handling it is eerily similar to everything that they detailed in the Agenda 21 and the Event 201 and another thing called the SPARS 2025 document, which was another protocol on if there would be a pandemic. Funny, right? That they have all these things. Oh, they just know. Oh, they're just so ahead of the curve. We should just all listen to them because they're they're just smarter than us. And that's what they tell you on the TV all the time. That's the terminology they use. People much smarter than us have already known that this was going to happen. We should have listened to them. Yeah, we did know it was going to happen because they told us. They, 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 they told us what they were going to do. Just like they're telling us now with the cyber attack. Because similarly to those pandemic war games, they are now running war games for potential cyber attacks. So what do you know? Look into it. It's called Cyber Polygon, and it's uh, enacted, of course, by the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other subsidiary non-governmental organizations underneath it, where they talk about, obviously, the prospect of a cyber attack and what they're going to do. And the way they describe it. And it's all, again, about just like the COVID solutions that they had for you for the COVID crisis. Everything in their solutions for the cyber attack just further restricts you, further atomizes you, further gives you less freedoms, and further gives them more control. So listen to him when he says, pay attention to the frightening scenario. Because it's a frightening scenario. Imagine the dystopian hell world that we will descend into with no electricity. Imagine the crime. Imagine no way to record a crime. No way to call the police. Just just imagine all the suicide. Imagine people not being able to... I mean, people go nuts without their Netflix, man. Imagine they're not able to refrigerate their food. So it is a frightening scenario indeed. And they are greasing the wheels for this right now. 
They are preparing you mentally. They are conditioning you to be ready, not be ready, but accept a cyber attack when it inevitably happens. Not if anymore, when it inevitably happens. And what's the perfect scapegoat for this? Who is the perfect boogeyman now that if a giant grid shutting down cyber attack were to happen over a large geographical location such as America, who do you think is the perfect scapegoat? Obviously now this conflict with Russia. The Russia conflict now has set the stage, has rolled out the red carpet for this cyber attack to be enacted and they have the perfect boogeyman, they have the perfect villainous representation of Russia that now they can just do whatever they want basically and just say Russia did it. Again, don't take my word for it. I'm just connecting these dots here, okay? Listen to Joe Biden from seven months ago talking about exactly that. But I think it's more likely we're going to end up, as it, well, if we end up in a war, a real shooting war with a major power, it's going to be as a consequence of a cyber breach of great consequence. And it's increasing exponentially, the, the, the capabilities. A real hot war, a, a real shooting war, as our eloquent president puts it. And all of the mainstream fake news media has been buttering you up for this as well. Here's just a little compilation of various news outlets putting the idea in your brain, mentally conditioning you for this inevitable cyber attack. A very warm welcome to everyone to this special on averting a cyber pandemic. This is the fourth day of the Davos Virtual Week. During this session, we will discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic dramatically increased the de dependence of economies and societies on digital technology, increased the vulnerabilities of individuals, businesses, and governments. And the goal is to examine the lessons of this pandemic and, and, and identify steps to prepare for a better future global response to cyber attacks. We are learning more about two new cyber attacks that have targeted U.S. infrastructure. The Biden administration is urging businesses to act now, saying no company is safe from hackers. New ransomware attack, this time on the U.S. beef supply. Ransomware attacks have become routine, hitting everything from groceries to gas, hospitals to transportation to local government. It appears to be part of a strategy to target our daily life. <laughs> At least you said one true thing. You're damn right it's to control your everyday life. So it's it's all there for you. It's it's obvious at this point that it's not a matter of if anymore. It's really just a matter of when. And they are salivating. They are licking their chops. They are drooling of the prospect of executing this cyber attack plan and pinning it all on Russia. But we know it's not Russia. We know it's Klaus Schwab. We know it's you, Klaus Schwab, because you just say it all the time. You can't stop talking about it. Here's more of Schwab just talking about cyber attacks and practically creaming his pants over the idea of it. Masks are not sufficient. We need vaccines to immunize ourselves. The same is true for cyber attacks. Here too, we have to move from simple protection to immunization. 
We need to build IT infrastructures that have digital antibodies built in inherently to protect themselves. You have also the big risks which we have alerted to in our risk report, like uh, a cyber attack. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. Yes, yes, it's all coming to plan. First, we penetrate the cabinet and we fill it with all of our young global leader operatives like Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada and Mrs. Merkel in Germany and President Macron in France and then we scare everybody with a COVID pandemic and make everybody take experimental vaccine and have them all afraid of pandemic and then we do the cyber attack and then it all comes to plan once everybody has experimental vaccine injection from Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation then they have COVID passport then they are in database that we control. Then we do fake cyber attack and we destroy the grid and all of the financials. Then through this COVID passport, we enact the social credit score. And everybody will be under our control. No independent internet. We control all of the financials, we control all of the news, we control all of the internet. Do you see how it works? Do you see how it works? Are you connecting the dots now? Because that's one of the biggest purposes of the cyber attack. It's not just to scare you, make you poorer, and starve you out, and you know, kill a bunch of people through suicide and crime and you know, starvation and all that stuff. It's to completely erase the grid, do a great reset, as they call it. This is part of the great reset, to reset the financial system into a global co uh, social credit score that is based upon how good, how much of a good boy you are, how many good boy tokens you have. We'll just call them good boy tokens. How much you obey the World Economic Forum Great Reset dictates, how many vaccines you take, if you ever say anything dissenting, if you ever say anything out of school, if you ever say anything that goes against the narrative, then you get deducted all of your good boy tokens. But again, don't just take my word for it. Did you hear what he said? He's like, just like the COVID pandemic, we need a way to immunize people against cyber attacks. What he's really saying there is we need full control of the internet through consolidated corporations so that there can be no potential of a hack attack anymore, which means that there will be no independent internet because they'll control it all and protect it. You understand? It's just like when they say, um, the only way to end war and have peace on earth is to kill all the humans. That's the actual philosophy and theory and ethos that they live by. If we just had no humans or way, way, way less humans, like 99% less humans, then we wouldn't have war and there would be peace on earth. I think they should start with themselves, but uh, I digress. Can I get an amen? amen? So here's the actual World Economic Forum trendy little video that they made 
to make you aware of cyber attacks and their plans for you once they inevitably enact this cyber attack and how they're going to quote unquote fix it for everybody because that's their plan. That's their MO. They create the crisis. They make everybody panic and make the crisis seem insurmountable. And then they swoop in as the saviors and have the solution for you. Meanwhile, it was them that created the crisis just so it could be a vehicle for them to enact their goals and for them to execute these plans that they have, these great reset plans. Here's the World Economic Forum's actual video that they deleted, by the way, because people were starting to sniff the BS. They deleted this video off of their site because it just details so much. Here, take a listen. The COVID-19 pandemic has shaken our economies and societies to the core and shown us how vulnerable we are to biological threats. Notice how they always bring it back to the COVID. They always want you constantly thinking about the COVID. Like, remember how we enacted all of our tyranny on you with the COVID? Well, here's how we're gonna do it with our different crisis. In the digital world, similar risks are being overlooked right now. A cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics would spread faster and further than any biological virus. Similar things are being overlooked. Oh, we're just overlooking them. That's why we constantly talking about it. But oh, we're, we're, it's just so overlooked that it's just going to happen inevitably because that's just the way of the world. There's going to be a hacker terrorist that all of a sudden happens. Yeah, WEF, trendy British voice guy that's on the Klaus Schwab payroll. You are the cyber terrorist, bro. Its reproductive rate would be around 10 times greater than what we've experienced with the coronavirus. To give you an idea, one of the fastest worms in history, the 2003 Slammer Sapphire Worm, doubled in size approximately every 8.5 seconds, infecting over 75,000 devices in 10 minutes and almost 11 million devices in 24 hours. Fortunately, at least until now, cyber attacks have not impacted our health the way pandemics have, but the economic damages, and therefore the impact they have had on our daily lives, have been equal and sometimes even greater. So there you go, just telling you that this is gonna happen. Your life is going to really be altered. I'm mentally preparing you. I'm planting this seed in your mind. So when it happens for you, you'll 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 already be you'll already adapt to the tyranny because I've greased your wheels. You see, the only way to stop the exponential propagation of a COVID-like cyber threat is to fully disconnect the millions of vulnerable devices from one another and from the internet. All of this in a matter of days. A single day without the internet would cost our economies more than 50 billion US dollars, and that's before considering the economic and societal damages should these devices be linked to essential services, such as transport or healthcare. As the digital realm increasingly merges with our physical world, the ripple effects of cyber attacks on our safety just keep on expanding at a faster pace than what we're preparing for. COVID-19 was known as an anticipated risk, so is the digital equivalent. Let's be better prepared for that one. The time is now. From the World Economic Forum, the time is now. Yes, the time certainly is now. And with this Russian conflict getting hot and progressing, the oven is preheated and they are ready to stick in that cyber attack casserole right into the oven. And we're gonna all have to eat their disgusting recipe. And when it does happen, and the grid is shut down, and there's no way to access actual information, and the only news you can get is from the 
Mockingbird Media that all says the same thing and that's all on the globalist payroll and all parrots the same globalist agenda, they're going to tell you Russia took your power away. They're going to tell you Russia turned off your fridge and your freezer and turned off your Netflix. And just like Joe Biden already told you, once that happens, then they'll get in their good shooting war. They'll get in their real war with Russia. And don't discount Joe Biden. I know he's a doddering old fool and you don't take him seriously and he's super cringy, but him and Klaus Schwab are are bosom buddies, actually. They really are. I'll play you a clip right now from 2017 where Klaus Schwab just puts on his little sweetheart voice and introduces Joe Biden at the World Economic Forum and has some uh, pretty interesting words to say about the guy that we uh, currently call Sleepy Joe. Introduce the Honorable Joe Biden, the Vice President of the United States. So pleased to see you back here in Davos because I remember before you assumed your position as Vice President of the United States, you came here as a senator, you came here as the chairman of the foreign a relations committee of the Senate. And I have to say, in my memory, you were one of the most engaged and hardest working participants here at the annual meeting. Ooh, Klaus, uh, you're gonna make me blush. One of the most active members here at the World Economic Forum. So Joe Biden might come off as this old, doddering, dementia-written, Weekend at Bernie's old man. But he's a pretty heavy hitter over there with the, uh, with the globalist folks. And he's the fake puppet president that got put into the White House. What do you know? Just like Klaus said, we penetrate the cabinets, we put in our operatives, and we fill their governments, we infiltrate their governments with our alumni. They're all over. And who knows, maybe Russia might do a cyber attack. Maybe Russia actually might do a cyber attack. But that's just another way for the globalist agenda, build back better, great reset, new world order, fourth industrial revolution agenda to springboard more of their policy on. And say what you want about Russia. Yeah, like maybe they got some horrible stuff going on over there. And yeah, they're legitimately attacking Ukraine or the the NATO outposts in Ukraine. But I've actually listened to the public statements that Vladimir Putin makes. And he's anti-globalist New World Order agenda. He's openly against the things that they're doing to your children that I was talking about in the last episode. He's not there promoting drag queen story time on your children. He's disavowing it. He's not telling your child that they can be whatever gender they want on any given day. He's not indoctrinating Russia with racist, Marxist, communism doctrine. He's getting Russia out of communism. Russia Russia has made strides in recent years getting out of that communist sort of Cold War 1980s stigma that they had. So as much as people want to talk about how bad and evil Putin is, 
We have the most evil, corrupt, soulless, synthoid, dead-eyed, empty suit, empty pants suit, lying, corrupt, did I say corrupt, politicians and leaders in this country, in America, that you could ever imagine. So when I hear Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris and all of these corrupt people tell me how bad Putin and Russia is, I'm like, bruh, shut up. I'm not going to listen to you about how bad somebody is. You're the worst. You are the worst. So before you just sit there and follow the trend of all oh, Russia's bad, oh my God, they're horrible, oh, they're attacking Ukraine. Just remember when all of these corrupt politicians and corrupt news organizations are saying the same exact thing at the same time and want you to have a certain uh, opinion about a certain thing all at the same time, just know that your spidey sense should really start tingling at that point. My spider sense is going crazy. Because that tells you, that indicates to you, that's a red flag to you, a dot connector, a person that sees through all the lies and BS, that there's an agenda afoot. And it's ultimately to set the stage and have a perfect villain, a perfect scapegoat, a perfect person, a perfect entity to point the finger at when they inevitably enact their cyber attack wet dream. So that's a show. We cover the cyber attack and I want you to know about it. I want you to really digest that, really just know in your heart that like this, this is the deal. Like th this is what they're planning. It's not, it's not Joe from Connect Those Dots that told me, but it's the actual people themselves. It's the actual news media. It's the president of the country. It's the chairman, Dr. Evil, James Bond villain himself, Mafia Don of the global corrupt mafia, Klaus Schwab, telling you, salivating, just, just squirming in his chair. His drool is hitting the floor of the idea of the cyber attack happening. So connect those dots. Tell other people about it. Tell other people like, hey, you know, they're, 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 there's probably going to be a cyber attack that's going to happen. And, you know, they're going to blame it on Russia. But here's this actual guy, Klaus Schwab, that was talking about it months and months ago. And here's them talking about uh, how they're going to react for a pandemic months before the pandemic happened. That's how you open eyes. That's how you get other people to connect those dots. And how, that's how you create the chain reaction of knowledge. And that's the only way that we're really going to prevail against these agendas is the more people that know about it, the more people can expose it and break through the censorship and break through the mockingbird blanket media narrative. Because it's up to us. It's up to us on an individual level to put it out there, to put that information out there, to have these conversations, to discuss these hard topics and not be afraid of being name called and not being afraid of having somebody who's under the brainwashing try to denounce you. Because we all have to be mature here. We all have to really grow up and have adult conversations about these prospects or else it's all just gonna happen right before our eyes and we're gonna have no say in it. And that's what they want. They want you to be dumbed down. They want you to just be 
blind to it so they can execute these things and have you not have a say in it. But it's your life. Don't you want to control your own life? Don't you want to control your own destiny? Don't you want to control the destiny of your children? So, yeah, the cyber attack probably will happen. And I don't know what's going to be a way to prepare for it. I don't know if there's any sort of perfect insurance that you can have against a cyber attack, but just make sure that, you know, you love your family, you stay in touch with your family, make sure you prepare, you have a lot of food stocked up, make sure you have a way to defend yourself if you are ever faced with a life-threatening situation, and just be strong, and uh, I just recommend to uh, always pray, quite frankly, always pray to God to protect you and have mercy on you, because... That's all that really matters at the end of the day. So until the next show, God bless, peace out, and pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. We need a military that is ready and agile so it can meet the full range of threats and operate on short notice across every domain, not just land, sea, air, and space but also cyberspace. As president, I will make it clear that the United States will treat cyber attacks just like any other attack. We will be ready with serious political, economic, and military responses. I want us to lead the world in setting the rules of cyberspace. cyberspace.